0: The A's are kicking off their final homestand of 2023, and hey, I know that dude. You are Locked On A's, your daily Oakland A's podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, welcome back you you are locked on a's and it's the friday fun day edition i'm wayne coy lifelong athletic supporter and media dude and i'm your host here on locked on a's every single day we talk a's because we know that's what you want to do all part of the locked on podcast network and glad to have you be a part of that too and uh, listen if you are an every day or if you are seriously around every single day we want to know about you make sure you tell us about that down in the comment section And that section's also good for anything else that's on your mind. So if you got feedback, we love it. We roll around in it. Let us know what you think of the show, uh, what kind of direction you wanna see us go in, if there's topics you wanna make sure that we cover, people you wanna make sure we talk to, areas you wanna make sure we get into, you need to have your car washed. I mean, whatever the deal is, we'll be happy to help you. Again, thanks a lot for making us your choice for A's News every single day. We appreciate that. Now, today's episode, is brought to us by some of our very good friends, FanDuel. You know all about FanDuel. Did you know that it's football season? Did you know FanDuel FanDuel likes to roll around in the football season as much as we do in the comments? They do. FanDuel makes every moment more. Right now, new customers, could that be you? Can bet five bucks and you get 200 in bonus bets guaranteed. All you gotta do is visit fanduel.com dot com slash locked on and you can get started. Do that with FanDuel. Okay, segment one for today. We're gonna talk about something really cool that's happening in Oakland that uh, I didn't see coming. I gotta be honest with you. That is ownership of our team, the 510, becoming owners of a sports team alongside people like G-Eazy and Marshawn Beast Mode Lynch They're owners of the Oakland Roots soul. And guess what? So can you be, for like as low as $100, the coolest investment ever. So I think what's ironic, cue the Alanis Morissette here, isn't it ironic, is that the team that's supposedly rooted in Oakland is doing everything they can to get the heck out of here and head off to greener pastures. Well, not really greener, because, you know, it's the desert and not really pastures because we don't have any of those, but we do have air conditioning and we have buffets and we have $5 blackjack if you know where to find it. So there's that. Yeah. Soccer. Uh, The Oakland Roots and Souls, you got the, uh, you know, the guys team and the girls team. And of course, uh, they are getting everybody excited, allowing them to become owners of the team. Just for a $100 investment, you can be an owner. And you may say, well, (laughs) who's going to do that, Wayne? That seems a little ridiculous to me the answer my friend is blowing in the wind a whole bunch of people that's the answer how about this a million dollars raised or invested I guess you could say in six minutes a million dollars in six minutes and the valuation of the team is just skyrocketing and well of course it is and you get to walk around telling everybody yeah I'm an owner of the roots I'm an owner of the soul And I'm really not surprised, to be honest with you, because when it comes to passionate fan base, nobody does it like the town. It's just the way it is. We beat the drums, we blow the horns, we ring the bells, we make lots and lots of noise. We get into our teams, especially when our teams get into us. So my question, I guess, is, by the way, it's an Oakland A's podcast, not gonna go all soccer on you. Sorry about that, Chris. (laughs) But here's the thing. Uh, It, to me, seems like with everything about the fan base in the East Bay as a whole, and Oakland in particular being so crazy and off the hook and passionate, and we know that it is, how is it that MLB can just kind of turn its back on all of that, act like it doesn't even happen, and then allow a franchise that's got close to 60 years of history to just be taken away? just absconced, that's a big word, but there they go, the Oakland A's to Vegas, it could happen, it might happen. Now, that's something right there. The same population that is supporting, in fact, I'm going to go as far as to say bear-hugging this little piece of its soccer club, that same fan base, they're totally down to do the same thing, like times 100, if and this is the big if if ownership is dedicated to what i call real stewardship you got something extremely valuable it's an heirloom it's like a valuable painting you take care of it you nurture it what you don't do is run down your fan base threaten to move for 10 years ruin what's on the field by basically spending no money whatsoever for the stadium or for the players or to you know expand on the fan experience. When you do all of that and you expect people to show up and support uh, past the pipe, okay? Because that's just not happening. Loyal and local. That's a combination. Loyal and local. And if that combo existed as it relates to A's ownership, well, they would and should be allowed to shine and grow. So what does it come down to? It comes down to MLB and a vote in December. We found that out yesterday. Is it November or December? I think it's December. And uh, is, is baseball even gonna pay attention? Are they gonna see what's going on in the Bay Area, that groundswell of support for a brand new soccer team? They haven't been around for 55 years, but they're letting the fans be a part of the experience. Oh, mind blown. Kind of crazy, right? I think what the MLB owners need to do when they get together is seriously think about it, not just sort of like give it a pass. Like seriously think about what's going down and what you're about to do. Sell. Is there something else I can help with? And stay. That's it, Siri. Thank you. (laughs) Uh, Two days in a row. Sell and stay. It's not too late, really. It's not, you might think it is. I don't see any shovels. Hey, our show today is brought to you by Jace Medical. We just went through a thing and I know I'm not the only one, but I'm hearing about all my friends that are having these long enduring colds uh, to the point where they're they're serious upper respiratory infection, but not COVID. It's just a long lasting cold. Had a cough for like 26 days. My wife got sick as well. You want to make sure when you're in that kind of a position, starting to not feel well, that you are empowered to care for yourself or for your family. And you can do that when the unexpected happens. You can do it with our friends at Jace Medical. What do they got? They got the Jace case. That's what they got. The Jace case, I just found out about this. It's five life-saving antibiotics that you can have for emergency use, of course, And it gives you that peace of mind. So you're not just hoping that you have access to medication, you actually do. And not only that, you've been walked through an entire onboarding procedure. So somebody's actually looking out for you, taking care of you, professionals. They handle every single thing that you would be worried about. From that online evaluation, all the way to the licensed pharmacy medication delivery, they're gonna bring it right to you. And then after that, they call it service after the sale, right? It's called ongoing, consultation by the medical staff there. And of course you want to save money if you can do that. Medical care is expensive. How about this? Save more than $360 by getting these life-saving antibiotics with Jace Medical. Plus you get an additional $20 off and all you have to do is use the code locked on when you check out. You notice I didn't say locked in. It's locked on when you check out. Here's the website. It's Jace, J A S E Medical.com promo code is locked on. So throw that in there and you'll see what I'm talking about. It's the Jace Medical Difference. Okay, we're going to call this the final stand. Uh, What's going on this weekend at the Coliseum? The final stand because I don't know for sure that it's the final, final stand. That would actually suck. But I I don't think that's the case. I think this is just it at home uh, for the season. I don't believe that the A's are going anywhere, at least as far as 2024 is concerned. They do have a lease, and I know a lot of people are talking about, yeah, but you're, you're you know, a dead duck, especially if the uh, relocation gets approved. The team is, uh, is headed to Las Vegas, and why should the A's fans come out and support them at all? I mean, considering they're barely doing that now, except for when we have the reverse boycott, <laughs> of course, uh, then we show you, right? Anyway, I I think they're going to stick around. I think they're still going to be in Oakland, uh, for sure. I'm going to say for sure, nothing's for sure. But I believe that they're going to be there in 2024 after the lease is over. I don't know. And I don't think the A's know, to be honest with you, I'm hearing a lot of blah, 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 but I don't know that any of it's got, you know, like real serious foundation. So because of that, we will withhold judgment and just play some baseball, right? You're an A's fan. Tonight, the beginning of the final homestand of the year. Uh, The A's are going to take on the Padres. We've got three games with them. And then after San Diego takes off, it's those dreaded Seattle Mariners. Never have liked them. I did like Ken Griffey Jr. And I'm okay with Julio. But whatever. Uh, The Mariners come to town. They're going to play three games as well. And then it's a four-game set to wrap it all up against Detroit. They do have two more series after that on the road. They're going to go to Minnesota, play the Twins. And after the Twinkies, then it's down to... Anaheim, and I think that's where the next reverse boycott is happening, right? Ending the season against the Angels and see if they can get everybody down in SoCal to support. And I got a feeling they're going to. Oakland 68s, shout out. You guys are doing a great job. And my man Stu, who I hope we're we're gonna have back on the show here pretty soon. Anyway, it's an opportunity for the A's. I I think a big opportunity to kind of take a peek I mean, forget wins and losses at this point. We've lost 100 games, right? You want to take a peek and you want to see what does 2024 look like for the green and gold? Are there pieces? You know, we talked about how the Astros have been able to, you know, do it homegrown, right? They built a a foundation and a core with their their own players that they drafted or they got early on in their careers and trades. And I got a feeling we have a little bit of that mojo starting to work here. I don't know if you've noticed, but we are playing better baseball of late. And that's cool. Uh, I think the one thing we got to pay attention to because it's been an Oakland A's staple forever. I mean, all the way back to the sixties, we've always pitched. That's one thing you could count on, whether it was Catfish and Vida and Raleigh and Holtzman, or it was Steve McCatty and Rick Langford and Matt Keogh, or it was Dave Stewart and Bob Welch, or it was Hudson, Moulder Zito, or, or, or we can go on because we've always had good starting pitching until now. <laughs> you see the results, right? Not good. You gotta pitch, you gotta pitch, you gotta play defense, and you gotta have the ability to hit the ball out of the park. I think those are the three mainstays for winning Oakland A's baseball. Take advantage of what we got in our stadium. Let's face it, a lot of foul territory there. It's pitcher's park, or it should be, and it hasn't been, but tonight, I'm pretty excited. Left-hander Sean Newcomb. This guy, I looked at the stats and I had to like double double take. I went, no, 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 what? Yeah. Um, he has yet to give up more than two runs in any of his appearances and he's had six. He's 1-0. and His ERA is 0. 0.75 and opposing hitters are hitting 0.081 not even 100 against him. He looked great last week against the Rangers. You might have caught that game. He held them to one run on uh, one hit, and that was it. One run, one hit, four innings. And you know what? It's, it's right there. You can see the ability in this kid. And so I, I'm, just, I'm excited about him. And you know that I'm excited about Mason Miller, and he's pitching tomorrow. So if you got what's happening tonight with Newcomb, and then you got what's happening tomorrow with Mason Miller. Now, keep in mind, uh, Miller is on a pitch count because they want to make sure that he doesn't get re-injured. Missed a lot of time this year, so they're going to be careful with him. Uh, But so far, he's been lights out. I mean, his two appearances, one in relief and one as a starter. And then there's Ken Weldechuk, who... Weldechuk came in in relief of Mason Miller the last time, and what did he do? Well, he... Tossed six no-hit innings, uh, and he did it against a really good team, the Houston Astros, back on uh, on Monday night. And in that start, what he did, which he hasn't done, you know, pretty much all season, is be able to be throwing strikes, mixing speeds, uh, and basically keeping the hitters completely off their game. That was the one thing I was taken with watching the Astros try to hit him the other night; they just seemed confused. And if you can do that, it doesn't matter if you, if you don't throw 100 miles an hour. Uh, it's all about throwing strikes. And for, for Ken, that has been the bugaboo. I think he just uh, gets in his own head and then the walks start to pile up and then you know it's never good after that, right? But he sure seemed super relaxed the other night. Uh, and as a result of that, he threw a bunch of strikes. And oh boy, you throw a bunch of strikes, you don't give up any hits and your team wins a game. Well, actually, they didn't win. They lost three to two, but that doesn't matter. What matters is he pitched a great game, and I'm looking for another one from him this coming Sunday against the San Diego Padres. So there you go. You got Newcomb, you got Miller, and you got Waldachuck. And then hopefully, out of everybody that's left, and Lord knows, we've, uh, we've used some pitchers this year. I think it's close to a Major League Baseball record, right? Out of that pack of bodies and arms, Somebody's got to step up to round it out. So if those three guys that I just mentioned, if they're, if they're in, let's just assume that they are, we got to round it out. I think we have candidates. you got James Caprellian, of course, who's been hurt. So he hasn't really been part of the conversation because out of sight, out of mind. Luis Medina, all the stuff in the world, but again, inability to throw strikes. Paul Blackburn, uh, I think at the beginning of the year, everybody thought he would be our ace. That hasn't worked out. Uh, Let's see if he can get back on course and then one of the guys we got in the trade with Atlanta, Kyle Muller, who uh, was our opening day starter, if you recall, Uh, he is not pitched up to his potential and JP Sears, of course, has shown, uh, you know, flashes of brilliance, really. I mean, he's a great pitcher sometimes. But that's just it, it's consistency. And he's been in the rotation all year. So he certainly had an opportunity to show us what he's got. There's a guy I want you to keep an eye on. His name is Joe Boyle. Remember that name, B-O-Y-L-E. He was somebody that we picked up in the trade with the Cincinnati Reds. And as a matter of fact, he was their number one pitching prospect. Came over in the, uh, the trade right at the deadline for Sam Mull. Reds are trying to go all the way. They needed bullpen help. And when you need bullpen help, it's hard to find. So they had to give up a lot to get that. And they gave us a guy who throws consistently hard, over 100 miles an hour. He's bringing heat. Uh, Again, his only issue is finding the plate. I know it sounds like a broken record, but you gotta throw strikes. That's the important thing. But this is cool. His strikeout rate is 32%. Yeah. His walk rate is 20%. Yeah. So we we gotta keep that number, the first one, well, I doubt we can keep it that high, but we got to keep it high. And then, of course, he's got to uh, get his command in order. And then I think if he can do that uh, in the minors and then work on everything in spring training, I think he could easily earn a spot in this rotation. He's got top of the rotation stuff. He's like Mason Miller. He's a guy that you just see him and you go, Oof, he could be scary. But He's a work in progress as all these guys are. I mean, let's just be honest, they're, they're kids, right? So anytime you're dealing with youth, you're gonna deal with the, the bumps and bruises that come with, you gotta grow up a little bit. But I think we've got a, a real advantage here and we should take advantage of the advantage, which is a couple of weeks to take inventory, to see these kids play. And uh, you, know, you got kind of a last chance to plant some seeds. If you are those players, you have an opportunity to say, hey, look what I can do. In case you were wondering, I am the guy. And I, I do start to see that confidence from some people on the team, one in particular. These are young players. They've got an opportunity to shine. And I think beyond the pitching, uh, there are pieces throughout the lineup as well that you go, OK, that's the beginning of a core. Just broad strokes. I don't want to get way deep into the numbers. But as it stands, if I'm going to say, OK, plus Shea Langoliers, uh defensively awesome great arm the guy's thrown out so many runners trying to steal this year and just lately you've seen the power two days in a row he hit the ball out of the park against the astros so i like what we have behind the plate a lot ryan nota at first base i think a rookie of the year candidate i don't know about you but uh i think he's played well enough to at least be in the conversation so first base i think we've got that covered second base zach geloff And yeah, he's the guy I was talking about earlier, meaning he's got that special whatever it is, swagger, maybe that's the word. And if you're an A's fan and you've been one for a while, you've seen that before. Whether it's from Miguel Tejada or Jason Giambi or Reggie Jackson or Joe Rudy, you just see them, they just carry themselves a certain way and you're like, yeah, that's an Oakland A's star for years and years to come. And I think Zach Well, I don't think, I know, he's got that in spades. So I think we're more than covered at second base. Uh, Shortstop, not so sure. Outfield, uh, Esti Uri Ruiz, Lawrence Butler, Brent Rooker. Write the names in. Kotz, every freaking day. We have to have this conversation. Put Ruiz at the top of the order. Quit playing around. He doesn't need to ride pine. He needs to be our everyday center fielder. And Lawrence Butler needs to be our everyday right fielder. Now, as far as left field goes, maybe there's a platoon. I know J.J. Bladé is hurt, uh, and I put him in the plus column as well. But Brent Rooker, I think, has earned the right to at least uh, try to stay there. But, you know, doggone it, I'm just frustrated when I see the most exciting player to wear green and gold in years sitting on the bench. And if you look at the splits, they don't support the platoon. They just don't. So stop it. Nobody was platooning Billy North. Nobody was platooning Reggie Jackson. Nobody platooned Mickey Mantle. Nobody platoons Mike Trout. All those guys earned the opportunity to be there every day. Because why? Because they played every day. You're going to have some, you know, some speed bumps along the way. But I, that's one thing about today's game. I just, and I don't mean to sound like the old guy, but, you know, get off my lawn and pull your pants up. I turn that music down. (laughs) Nah, I just, that's the one thing about today's game that I am not all right with. I get specialists. I understand bullpens aren't what they used to be, but starting pitchers aren't throwing six, seven innings either. But funnily enough, back when they did, they weren't having three Tommy John surgeries. So what's that all about? There's just certain things that I don't get. I don't get pitch counts. I don't get, Oh, he can only go five. He can only go six. I don't get that. I I really do not get it. I understand the value of a closer. And I want to thank Tony LaRusso for what he did with Dennis Eckersley for showing us, you know, even beyond whatever Raleigh Fingers ever did or Hoyt Wilhelm or those old school, you know, relief aces that used to come in and pitch three, four innings. I mean, the specialist thing is, is real as it relates to the bullpen, and I get it. I understand playing some percentages from time to time. I get that, but running out the lineup, the lineup every single day, there's value to that. I mean, when you see a guy who plays every day, there's there's usually some good at the end of all of that. So just something to think about. Off my soapbox. Let's just talk about the jury still being out. Okay, I'm not so positive Nick Allen is the answer at shortstop. And I know the guy can pick it, He's had the defensive reps since jump. We know that. And he looks like he's 10. So, you know, he could play for another 30 years and still look like a rookie. But uh, you got a hit. We've seen a little bit of it, but not a lot. And I know back in the day, we had people like Mark Ellis, you know, well, that's not even a good example. Let's use somebody like, uh, I won't say Shooty Babbitt, but I will say, uh, Glenn Hubbard, all right? He played second base for us for a while. Phil Garner, I'm going way back now. Ted Kubiak, how's that? But even more recently, I mean, we've had people at that position, at second base especially, that uh, have been way more glove than hit. And I don't think it's a requirement, but I think your shortstop, call me spoiled, Marcus Simeon got me in a place where I believe the shortstop's got to have some pop because it rhymes, first of all, shortstop, pop. And uh, it's just important, I think, to have that side of the of the infield covered. You know who's gonna be there and know that when the game's on the line, they can hit the ball out of the park or steal bases, can't be Campaneras. You know, what, whatever your, your thing is, you bring it and it's over and above your glove. That was another rhyme and I, I will stop right now. Third base, again, I'm just not sure Jonah, I don't know. Diaz, yeah, again, I think it's a big question mark. Outfield, I feel good about. Just not so sure about third base or shortstop. But you know what? I could be wrong. Now watch, Nick Allen's going to hit 350, right? I think the biggest area of concern, and we can all agree on this, is the bullpen because it needs like a complete overhaul, 100%. This is the worst bullpen the Oakland A's have ever had, and they've had bad ones. I've been there. I was there in 79. That was a rotten bullpen. But you know what? I'm intrigued by a couple of guys, and especially Devin Sweet, because I think he could be sort of our petite of 2024. You know, a guy who can spot start if he has to, can come in if the starter gets shellacked early, and you need just somebody to come in and eat a bunch of innings. I think he can do that. He's got. Nice little arsenal of pitches. He's not a he's not a one pitch wonder. And uh, his changeup is just something to it's a work of art. I got to tell you that Devin Sweet, I think might be earmarked for the pen. After that, Trevor May has gone more than likely. I mean, can't say that 100% for sure, but he's going to be a free agent. Are we going to want to spend that kind of money? I don't know. Although he's been pretty dang good for the last couple of months. So We got to have somebody to set up the closer whoever the closer is going to be and i think that's important and i think that we're definitely looking for the a's to be aggressive in this area uh, in the off season let's make uh let's make some deals not be afraid to maybe spend a little bit of money on the bullpen i think it's a good idea the a's have been a great pitching team for as long as they've been the oakland a's so to have that not be part of the dealio not a good thing i think we need to live up to our our reputation and our history. And speaking of history, we like to call it Aestory, not history, Aestory, and we're gonna... every time I say history, Siri's listening. Siri, go away. Don't need you. Thank you. Bye, Siri. You're welcome. <laughs> okay, get ready for the NFL. Here it comes. Incredible offers from FanDuel. You know our buddies over there? They are America's number one sports book. And right now, new customers, maybe that's you, you can bet 5 bucks and you get 200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Plus, all customers, whether you're new or you're old, who bet $5 get $100 off NFL Sunday ticket from YouTube and YouTube TV. Now is the absolute best time to join FanDuel. The app is very easy to use, and you can bet on everything from spreads, which is kind of normal, to player props. Those are goofy, but they give you something to cheer for during the game. So visit fanduel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season. We're only into week number two here. Plenty of season left. And of course, an offer that you just don't wanna miss. FanDuel is an official partner of the National Football League. Hey, we're gonna call segment three, my Bo Mel's back and you're gonna be in trouble. Hey, hey, nah. Yeah, he's back, that guy. Uh, is he is he the best manager we've had since Tony La Russa? I think so. Uh, Bob Melvin, of course, is who we're talking about. Guy grew up an A's fan, specifically a fan of the teams of the 70s. He wore number six to honor Sal Bando and uh, was a great manager here. I was pretty upset when they just let him walk away, which they did, uh, to go to San Diego. But you know what? I root for the guy. And if it's a great opportunity for Bob Melvin, then so be it. So the pods come to town tonight and this will be the first time that they've played them since 2021 and the first time that we've gone against bob melvin since he left and for bob that homecoming i mean i think it's kind of got to be a little weird for him right i mean he's going to be in the the opposite clubhouse he's going to be in the other dugout probably rolled up saw somebody parked in his parking space and went what the heck so to me i think the analogy is like You broke up with your girlfriend, and she's with somebody new, but you come over for dinner, and you're there, and you like know exactly where the good china is. You know where the chocolate syrup is to put on the ice cream? Because it was your place, like it was Bo Mill's place. That's got to be just awful. Or maybe not, I don't know. Just hanging around in your old house. (laughs) And it was definitely Bo Mill's house for a long time. He won a lot of games here. Of course, because the Padres have suffered, like they have, they've just been scuffing all year long. A lot of people are starting to to talk. The tongues are wagging. Because? Well, because Bob Melvin's job might be on the line. I don't put any credence in that, but that's what people are saying. I think he's got one more year on his deal. He's a good guy, he's a great baseball man. I think they're gonna honor the deal and let him stick around, unless they completely go in the toilet next year, which. I don't see happening i think the padres have hey they've got to improve with that with that roster how could you not be better right so for bo mel i think that you know he's safe for now and they'll 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 let him lead the squad next year in his final year okay we we promised you some a's and this is important take take notes kids here in a history class every day we try to find something cool that happened on this day in a and today we go all the way back to the, the way back days, Philadelphia and the Philly A's. They won the pennant on this date. And when they did it in 1931 with the AL championship, uh, it, was, it was a big deal because it was the third in a row for Connie Mack and the A's. And it was the last American League championship that the A's would win until, do you know? How about 1972? Yeah, it was a long time to wait. And you're going, yeah, but 89, I get it. Hey, thanks for making Locked On A's uh, your first listen to the day. We really do appreciate that. If you're an everydayer, if you're gonna be around, I wanna know about you. I want you to talk to us in the comments down below. And I thank you for hanging out with us. It's gonna be a good weekend. Let's bring on the Padres. Can we beat them? I don't know, but I do know this. We're Locked On A's every single day. And thanks for being a part of it. Until next time, take care. I'm Wayne Coy. Keep on swinging.